This is episode number six of Hebrews in Exile. What does it mean to be a Hebrew in exile? That and more. Stay tuned. talk about what it means to be a Hebrew in exile and I'm going to share with you some historical information, I'm going to share with you some scriptorial information that helps us to be able to identify who we are and why it is we're so disposed in exile and the nations to which we are. This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. We're going to talk about what is it? What does it mean to be a Hebrew in exile? Mm. There's a lot of things that are unknown to people, and we're going to try to cover that in our podcast this time. Yeah, uh, I've been thinking about our people and where our people are. What is this? And when I talk to them about being in exile, it's kind of a foreign. It's foreign to them. Okay. They they don't they don't know they don't know what that means. Hmm. We are a people that we first of all have to come to a realization of who we are. And Hebrews in exile is about the people of the Most High, Israel, Israel's Hebrew people. Who are they? And if we don't know who we are, then it's difficult for us to determine what exile. Yeah. What do you mean? In exile, I didn't know we were lost. Exactly. Exactly. Listen, I, I I have said this over and over again to those who would hear my voice. And I'm going to speak a little historical. If your ancestors came to this country and any other country out of the land that the Most High had designated as his land for his people, then chances are you're a Hebrew. And being a Hebrew does not define you within a specific geographical Location because I mean we have, we I, you know I talk about African American Hebrews, but we're not the only Hebrews that are in exile. There are Hebrews all over the world, but if we don't know that we're Hebrews, then we don't know that we're in exile. Mm-hmm. So. If your ancestors were 
taken out of the land and distributed all over the world. And you're not in your land, then you're in exile. I don't know if I'm being clear or not. You are. Okay, so define land. What's the land? I thought the land was the United States of America. No. And, and <laughs> <laughs> Where is that? Is <laughs> you know, I, I had an interesting, I had an interesting conversation um, Monday evening. I was in my garage, and I was cutting uh, some pieces for my floor. And these three gentlemen, young gentlemen came by my garage, I had it open, and they stopped and said, well, can I talk to you? And I go, yeah. I go, I knew who they were. So, so how can I help you, young gentlemen? Well, we're from the Church of Jesus Christ. I said, oh, okay, yeah, okay, fine, let's, let's, let's talk. And I began to explain to them that I was a Hebrew Israelite, that my origin is in the motherland. They didn't even know what the motherland was. I said, so I ask a question. If the most high Yahweh, God, created man in a place, an origin, and if man is the substantive matter of dust and dirt. And if man comes from the Hebraicness of Adam, then we have this pigmentation of coloring that Dom is the Hebrew word for blood. If blood never hits oxygen, it's dark. Mm -hmm. So that would make man dark. Man being created in a dark pigmentation in the land would put him in a place where it was hot. And his pigmentation is so that he's able to handle his his environment. So I, I'm talking about this. So now, so does the Most High change? If the Most High created man in a place and it's his land, doesn't it stand to reason that why why would he change and take man somewhere else? Right, right. That's funny because you didn't get all National Geographic on him either. And say, your, even your science says that the origins of man originate in Africa. Yeah. Not even going scriptural, but since they are from Jesus Christ, what of Latter day Saints? Yeah, yeah. They were LDL. Okay. Yeah, but I was just only trying to explain to them that, you know, my, my existence and that my ancestors, I no longer talk about Yisrael or Avraham Hitchcock and Jacob in the context of some absent, abstract people. They're my people. I come from, I come from, 
from them. And therefore, being born and created in the land, the Most High, and this is something that I know people don't know, that the land of the Hebrew people is in the place that we were taken from, which is the continent of Africa. Africa. So if your ancestors were hijacked out of the land, then and brought to, let's just say, for the sake of people knowing that we're in America, our ancestors were part of the transatlantic slave trade that brought them from the land in which that they were created into this land, mm-hmm. we're in exile. As are other Hebrew people in the world. If you have been, if your ancestors have been taken out of the land, not by any desire of their own to leave and taken somewhere else, they have been extricated out of the motherland to another place. That's exile. I agree. Totally. And you explain this to these guys. Yeah, and, and you know, and I'm I'm trying to <laughs> I, I'm making my point here. I'm trying to make my point. Like, what is what does it mean to be a Hebrew in exile? Well, first of all, you have to come to a knowledge that the probable the probability is that you're a Hebrew, but. Uh. <laughs> See, because I, I, okay. So I'm gonna play the devil's advocate. Okay, when you when you talk about Hebrews, you saying Hebrews in exile. Okay, I'm following you. I'm listening to every word you're saying. And the issue here is that okay, you've now defined where the land is. I think probably most people of of color acquiesce to that idea. But then this issue of Hebrews. To be a Hebrew, who I thought all the Hebrews were in Israel. I thought they were in that sliver of land. Who are you talking about? No, 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 no. You know, we we have to look at we have to look at how the Most High defines his people, and he defines his people as. He defines Father Avraham, and Father Avraham in Scripture is referred to, uh, I think it is uh, in, um, where is it, uh, Bereshit, or is it in Bereshit? That he's referred to as Avraham, the Hebrew, and meaning that he has crossed over and come into this place that he is being a being of the loins of uh, of Shem, but out of his loins come uh, 
Yaakov and Yitzchak and the 12 sons. And those 12 sons are Hebrew. They come out of the loins of Shem. And, and Shem being one of Noah's sons right out of, out of, out of the, out of the flood, the great delusion. And when you see this, you see these Hebrews migrate south. You see them migrate all over the continent of Africa. Where Yefat, one of the other sons, migrated north into the European countries. And then you have the other son, which was who? Ham, there you, and he, and, and Ham goes into Arabia and he goes into Africa as well. Matter of fact, one of uh, Ham's sons is Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim is the Hebrew word for Egypt. And that's who established that particular area. So all these people, I think what you, I think if I'm trying to understand what you're saying, you're saying that all these folks through the, if you track the lineage of Avraham, Avraham's lineage goes back through Shem and that particular group of people populated Africa. Yes, and and with that being the case, the Most High writes to his people, and his people are Israel from the loins of Avraham, from the loins of Shem. So you and I, our homeland is in the motherland. But there's a problem in our understanding who we are and being enslaved in the various places that we have been enslaved in for the years that we've been out of the land, we've lost our identity and don't know who we are. Mm. And my concern is that I know who we are. I know who you are. And there has to become an awakening in which the Father's people know who they are so that they can awaken to the promises that he has made to his people. And that's the reason why we're dealing with this thing that's called Hebrews in exile. Let's, let's, let, let me, let me go somewhere. Let me, let me go somewhere. I'm, let me, let me. Let me let me take a a ride it through scripture for a minute. A uh, stroll down memory lane. You know, in Devarim, which happens to be the Hebrew terminology for Deuteronomy chapter number four, and beginning at verse twenty five, I'm going to read down and it kind of explains something. It says when you have had children and grandchildren lived in a long time in the land become corrupt and they have carved images or representation of something and thus done what is evil in the sight of Yahweh, your Elohim, your power, your God, and provoke him. I call on the sky and the earth to witness against you today that you will quickly disappear from the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess. Now, crossing the Jordan to possess they they were already in the land because Mitzrayim is in the land. It's in the continent of Africa. It's in the continent of Africa. So now he's not talking about them coming from some foreign place into the land. They're already into the land. But in the land, the father has a place 
that is specific to him, which is this land that's across the Jordan uh, that flows with milk and honey and all of the riches that there is. Now, I'm going to say something that is probably foreign to a lot of people, and they don't know this, but the question becomes one, where was the land that flowed with milk and honey? Well, if we do our historical research, we can find out that Israel, Yerushalayim, was in the southern portion of South Africa. And if we look at South Africa in terms of its bounty, uh, South Africa is probably the richest portion of the continent of Africa. Which describes to the issue of apartheid because the nations came and fought and stripped out the riches and prevented the people that lived in the land from being able to have what belonged to them. But that's indicative of what the Most High said to his people, Israel, when they have lived long in the land and done that which is wicked or that which is evil. So we get down to verse verse uh, uh, 27. It says, Yahweh will scatter you amongst the peoples and among the nations to which Yahweh will lead you away, you will be left few in number. There you will serve gods which are the product of human hands, made of wood, stone, which can't see, hear, eat, and smell. However, from there you will seek Yahweh your Elohim, and you will find him if you search after him with all your heart and being. But I want to go back to the point that says, I will scatter you amongst the people. So now... Israel, the nation of Israel, Hebrew Israel, not Akhenazi Israel, mm-hmm. Hebrew Israel lived in the land. They lived around Jerusalem, they lived around the temple, and they lived in the land that flowed with milk and honey. They abdicated, our forefathers abdicated the Most High and began serving other gods. And this particular scripture here in Davarim, the prophetic word, the Most High did exactly what he said he was going to do with us. He scattered us amongst the nations. So here we are. Here we are as American African Amer- African American Hebrews that are part of the exile because we were living in the land of Africa, which was our land. You know, and something comes to mind. You know, for those who don't know their history, will be doomed to repeat it. And so it kind of brings it kind of full circle to me right now, even as you're talking to say, you know, hey, we're here, we're exiled and we don't even know it. And the, we don't even know the reason why, because you just read it there, the reason why we got exiled in the first place. And so if you don't even know the reason why you get we're even now this day, even in exile, we're worshiping other gods. Because we don't know why it came to be. 
And I'm pretty sure if you ask the average African American or even even the person that has been taken out of Africa in in, in, in the in the, disp- at the diaspora, why were we? Why was this done? I don't know. Well, there's another issue here, and that is the fact that the majority of us don't even know that we're in exile. Right. I mean, after being over 400 years out of the land, 400 years plus out of the land, we don't even have a good a good understanding of our origin, and uh, we've certainly been stripped of our of our connection to the roots of our family, with many of us being detached from our families. And uh, history bears out that the religion that we have learned, we have learned in exile because it says there you will serve gods, which are the product of human hands. Well, it's not just gods of wood and stone, but it's the idea that there is there are other gods that we are worshiping besides him. And in this case, here we are. In, in this distressed place, but we're not the only Hebrews in exile. Just in the America, right. America is not the only nation that's housing the Hebrews of the, of the Father's people. Right. We are dispersed amongst, he says, I will disperse you, I will scatter you among the peoples. So wherever peoples are on the face of this globe, there we are. You take, uh, uh, the, uh, Aborigines. Yes. Uh, they're part of the Father's people. Mm-hmm. You look at what's happened to them in the nation that they're in. Uh, you look all over the world and you find people and it's you know it, it's not just people of color it's 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 specific to the father's people and all of the kinds of struggles that we go through happen to identify us back with the father's people but we're not in the land we're in exile we're not in we're not in the favorable place Mm-hmm. And we're not in the favorable place because we have done, our forefathers did that which was wicked and the Most High fulfilled the word that he said he would here in Davarim. He says, I will scatter you. So here we are in this exile. Observation. Now, everybody has at their disposal, this is the diabolical part of this. This is the diabolical part. Everybody has access to everything that you just read. Every Hebrew that is in exile has the same exact word that you read. But this is what we're told. That's been done away with. That doesn't matter anymore. So don't pay attention to it. Well, I mean, that, I mean, but this, this is not law. Mm-hmm. I mean, the idea that we have been said that the law has been done away, but, but what I'm reading here, this is not law. Uh, yes, prophecy. This is this is word that the Most High has spoken to his people Israel. But if we don't know who Israel is, then we bluffle up, we shuffle it off as it being somebody else and not us. But let's go somewhere. I want to go. I want to go somewhere else. Let's go. Uh, let's take a ride over here to Davarim, chapter. Come on, twenty thirty oh. verse one. I'm not going there yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, thirty and thirty one. 
in chapter in Dabarim chapter 30 and 31, and, and the Most High is talking to Hebrew Israel. This is who he's talking to. He says, when the time, and he's talking to them through through his prophet Mashe or Moses. When the time arrives that all these things happened upon you, both the blessings and the curse which I have presented to you, and you are there among the nations, exile, mm. to which Yahweh your Elohim has driven you, then at last you will start thinking about what has happened to you, and you will return to Yahweh your Elohim and pay attention to what he said, which will be exactly what I'm ordering you today, you and your children, with all your heart and all your being. So once again, these two texts of scripture place Hebrew Israel scattered uh, amongst the nations. And they're in the nations, then you're going to find out uh, uh, what's, what's actually happening and what's going on. But once again, if you don't know that you're Hebrew, then you don't know you're in exile. Right. You're never prompted to ask that question. Well, you know, then the question, uh, Sean, becomes one. I mean, how, how does one, how does one connect to the problem? How do I, how do I know? How do I know if I'm a Hebrew or not? Because there are many, there are many circumstances and tragedies that happen to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But, there are specific issues that happen to Hebrews that are systemic to them. Right. Right. There's, there's a, it's like a predefined checklist <clears throat> that I, you're probably going to get to in a second that systemic to that group and that group alone. There's prophecy written about that group. You know, I, I, you know, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm really not, I don't want to preach today, but I do want to educate. And if we don't know, if we don't know we're in exile and we don't know the, the parameters for being where we are, then we're going to continue to go down a road and never arrive at the answer that we need to arrive at to bring us to a sense of peace. And to a sense of 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 reconciling mm-hmm. uh, what's taking place. Look, I, 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 you know, I'm gonna tell you something, you know, and, I, and you, I, I'm I'm good. I I'm not fearful. I I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to go out of my house. I'm not afraid to drive my car. I'm not afraid to go anywhere. I'm not afraid of being stopped by the police. I'm not afraid of being profiled. And the reason why I'm not afraid of that is because I can't be. I don't feel like I can be, and I don't feel like I can be because I am a true son of the Most High. I'm a Hebrew Israelite, and I am following the protocol, the precepts, and the teachings that the Most High has given me to follow that allow me as a Hebrew individual to be covered and to be protected from the things that that Scripture says that are going to happen to me. I'm no longer under that. I, I'm not. I'm not under that cursed umbrella. So I don't walk, and nor do I live in fear. Right. 
so I can live in this exile and not be fearful. You know, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's, I don't really want to deal with a lot of scripture, but I, I, I have to. Okay. I have to. I don't know if people have read, um, Devarim chapter 28, Devarim or Deuteronomy chapter 28. And if you've read it and have not yet assimilated to who it's talking to, then the issue becomes a matter of comprehension. Right. Uh, you're just not comprehending really who it's talking to. It's okay to rejoice and to sing the songs that we have sung in the church about Abraham's blessings are mine. You know, you're blessed in the city, uh, blessed in the field, and uh, all these blessings. That's fine. It's a good song. It's a good song until you get down to verse number 15. Devarim chapter 28 verses 1 through 14 are all the blessings. But when you get down to verse 15 through 68 of that chapter, come on, man. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I don't want to read it all tonight, but... I, I, it it has it has all the parameters that define a people who are in exile. Exactly. Exactly. Pure unadulterated prophecy about what's going to happen if you do X when you get over here into this land. You will be booted out, and this is what's going to happen to you. Well, well let's, let's listen. <laughs> okay. Now, remember. The Father's people have a land. And there is a song that the Gaithers sang, and it's called Beulah Land. Well, Beulah Land happens to be Yisrael, and it happens to be uh, Yerusalem, where the temple, the first and the second temple were built, and where the third temple is going to be built in the Messianic era, uh, which is the seventh day. But he says, if you refuse to pay attention to what, and I'm going to use the terminology that that the, that the majority of people's Bibles say, if you refuse to pay attention to what the Lord your God says, that's what your Bible says. Mine says Yahweh your Elohim, <clears throat> and do not observe and obey all of the mitzvot and regulations which I'm giving you today, then all the following curses will be yours in abundance. Now, from 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 verse fifteen to the end, which is verse sixty-eight, there are, and I want you to read it. You know, don't don't just listen. Just just open it. Just open it and read it. And then when you read it, make an assessment. Say, well, does this apply? Have I been affected by this? Have I been affected by this? Have I been affected by this? Have my people been affected by this? Has my, any of my family been affected by this? Right. Then make a determination. If you if you deduce properly, you go, damn. <laughs> right. 
that's me. I'm looking in a mirror. You know, that's that's all about me. Hmm. Um, uh, a power. That's a powerful chapter. Deep room twenty-eight. Let's let's just let's let, let me let me pick up some, let me pick up some highlights that that are here. Hmm. And one of the texts of that defines the Hebrew in exile says, "You will become an object of horde to every kingdom on earth." Well, remember, he said he's going to scatter us among the peoples and amongst the nations. Well, those are kingdoms on earth. And everywhere that we live and exist, we have become an object of horror. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. You know, it's not it's not so bad for everybody, you know. It ain't ain't bad for everybody, but it's, it's like COVID. Okay. It has no respect of person. If you're a Hebrew, whether you're rich or poor, I heard, I heard a prominent athlete say these words. He said, and he's very wealthy. He said, I'm scared to death. I'm afraid, I'm afraid for my sons. I'm afraid, I'm afraid for them to leave the house and go out. I don't know what's going to happen to them where they're going. I'm, I'm, I'm scared to death. Not only a horror, a horror. I will, you will become an object of horror to every kingdom. Uh, Listen to this. Your sons and daughters will be handed over to another people. Who, 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 who's that? Right. Are, 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 are that, is, is that, are that, are, are, is he talking about the French? Right. Is he talking about, right. uh, talking about the Italians? Right. No other nation has that, that, you know, history like Hebrews do. And when I mean Hebrews, I'm talking about melanated folks. Listen, Pete, listen. Our sons and daughters were handed over to another people. That's slavery. In all the four corners of the earth, our people have been handed over to other people. You will watch for them longingly all day, but not, but not see them. There will be nothing you can do about, about it. it. Mm-hmm. Who's that? You will be continually oppressed and crushed till you go crazy from what your eyes have to see. We've, who's that? I, I don't know any other people that are, that are subject to those conditions right. that other than, other than the Hebrew Israelites. Uh, Yahweh will bring you and your king whom you have put over yourselves to a nation you have not known. <laughs> hey, if you live in America right. and your ancestors came to this country on the via the 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 transatlantic uh, slave trade, right. that right there is talking to us. 
Neither you nor your ancestors, and there you will serve other gods made of wood, stone. You will be devastated as to become a proverb and a laughingstock among all the peoples to which Yahweh would drive you. Are we not a laughingstock in the world? Yeah, we got some rich, we got some rich Hebrew Israelites. They ain't doing so bad. Right. Everywhere you go, you're not taken seriously. They're like, oh, okay, that's cannon fodder. We don't, (laughs) whatever. But again, specifically, I mean, almost to the letter. But why are they scared? I mean, they ain't doing bad. They got, they got, they living on a hill. They got, they got bank, bank book full of money, but they're scared. And they are a laughing stock. Right. Let me show you how much of a laughing stock that we are. There was a certain athlete that one European news lady said, shut up and dribble. That's, that's making, that's a laughing stock. Right. Right. That's a laughing stock. You know, you can entertain us, but you're still a monkey. You still, you still, you still one third of a person. Right. I don't care how much money you are, you have, you're still one third or one fourth of a person, however they define us. Right. Uh, uh oh. Facts. Those are facts. The foreigner living with you will rise higher and higher. While you sink lower and lower, okay? He will lend to you, but you will not lend to him. So now, how long has it taken us in this exile to even rise at a place where we could even get an adequate loan just to buy a house? Right. I mean, I realize this is the 21st century, and it's better than it was, but... What did our ancestors have to go through? What did our forefathers have to go through? And yet and still, in this exiled America, there are systemic financial issues that still complex us, whereby they lend to us, but we can't lend to them. them. I don't... See, the thing is, what this is doing is even if, even if you started at the top and like, oh, that's systemic to that group and it's getting too, way too specific. This is way too specific. If you haven't realized by now, the conditions that you're reading are talking about, again, Hebrew Israelites. I mean, I mean, listen to it. (laughs) Yahweh will send your enemies against you. You will serve him. When you are hungry, thirsty, poor, clothed, and lacking everything, he will put a yoke of iron on your neck until he destroys you. This is what, this is, this is not any other people. This, this is, this is us. This is us today. Our fathers have gone, our fathers and our people have gone through this. Yahweh will scatter you among all the peoples from one end of the earth to the other, and there you will serve other. It's this. This keeps getting compete. Keeps keeps getting repeated over and over again. Among these nations, you will you will not find repose, and there will be no rest for the sole of your foot. Rather, Yahweh will give you their anguish of heart, dimness of eyes, apathy of spirit. Your life will hang in doubt before. Huh? 
I can't I I can't go I can't go outside, outside, outside. and put and just go for a jog. Right. Without being shot? Right. I can't go to the grocery store just to pick up uh, a simple piece of grocery without being accosted and being sh- being shot. I can't go to the park just to take pictures of birds in the trees without without being accosted and by by. Come on, this this is who we are, man. Right. And it's been there all the time. In the morning, you will say, oh, how I wish it were evening. In the evening, you will say, oh, how I wish it was morning. Because of the fear overwhelming your heart and the sights your eyes will see. Hey, 2020, man, we saw some. I can't. Some use, stuff. I, yeah. I, I can't say what I want to say. <laughs> but we've seen some stuff. Right. We have. And the stuff that we've seen in 2020 is absolutely nothing in relationship to what our forefathers saw that when we didn't have social media to display it all, mm-hmm. where the history accounts for the number of of Hebrew Israelites in exile that have been that have been hung or used this term barbecued or using this term where our children have been born and 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 fed to fed to alligators in the swamp where we have been treated just like these words in Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 15 to verse 68 it's all there We're talking about Hebrews in exile. And this is not just in America. This is in all the four corners of the earth where Israel, Hebrew Israelites, have been dispersed because we wanted to serve other gods. Right. This is what Hebrews in exile is all about. But with that, with that being the case, you know, uh, we 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 have to come to grips with the idea of well, you know, now now that I know how I got here, and now that I see the biblical biblical historical points that are relative to it, and and listen, listen, listen. This is not written to Oxenazi Jews. All right. This is written to people of color from the loins of Shem. Mm. We can't make it no clearer than that. I, I mean, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> John, what are we supposed to do? I, I mean, I mean, yeah. when did you when did you come to realize that what I just read to you was you. It's a, when I realized it is when really you sit down there and you read that and you, you really deduce what set, what, what Moshe is saying. That's when I came to the realization of what that was. Now, again, I had already been kind of on this path, Hebraic path already. So, Hopefully, and, and I'll give you, you know, this, 
I had an individual that I explained that to. I'm going to tell you how simple this is. It doesn't really, really matter whether or not you've been in this thing for a while or you've just you've stumbled onto this podcast and, and you're hearing this for the first time, wherever you are in the four corners of the world, four corners of the world. But the thing is, is that it's so and I'm going to use a pejorative term here, which is incriminating that you can't pin this on anybody else. The evidence is so so crystal clear that it's difficult to deny it. But if anything, you know, we're planting the seed so people can use their own mind to deduce and logically come up with an answer that's, you know what, that does fit the narrative. That is the Hebrew people. That's what we if this is if this is the gateway for getting people to realize who the most high is then i don't know who could have written that any better than moshe and the way that he read it and realize that this is a prophecy this is written thousands and thousands of years ago this is not something that was written in the last 400 years once once the transatlantic slave trade happened this is this is <laughs> we're we're living we have been living this for over 400 plus years Yahweh will bring against you a nation from far away that will swoop down on you from the end of the earth like a vulture a nation whose language you don't understand a nation grim in appearance whose people neither respect the old nor pity the young. My goodness. <laughs> it Again, is this going to be a regurgitation? It's just so clear. Hebrews in exile. That's where we are. That's where our sisters and our brothers are. Some of our Hebrew brothers are in European countries and they are suffering in the same light as we here in this nation that's called America are suffering. If we listen to the news and we listen to the reports coming out of Great Britain, uh, the Hebrew Israelites that live in Great Britain are suffering in their exile just like we're suffering here and are subjected to this what we, what what we now call systemic racism but this systemic racism is part of the prophetic words that the most high has spoken about his people exiled into the nations. I, I, listen, I, I, this, this is not to make you shout. This is not to make you dance. This is to cause you to do some soul searching and some understanding. You know, one of the things that we are, that we have to realize is that we First of all, are human beings made of body, soul, and spirit. And regardless of whether or not you want to accept the fact or not, whether you go to church, that's not, don't care. 
Don't care whether you go to church. Don't care whether you go to synagogue. That's not the issue. The issue is recognizing that you and I are spiritual individuals and we're governed by the laws of our creator, whether we like it or not. And these conditions that have befallen us have befallen us because we're out of sync with our creation and with our creator. And the the problem, Sean, is that we have to recognize that we're different. Everything in everything in this in the in chapter twenty eight of Deuteronomy says we're different. But the difference in this exile is to really just get us to recognize and turn back to the premise of life that the Most High has given to his people. I, I don't know, I, I hate, I'm proud to be an African-American Hebrew. I was born in America. My, my heritage is from Nigeria. I'm 75% Nigerian. My lineage comes from the continent of Africa. It comes from the motherland. I have just recognized within the past few years that who I am. But while I've recognized who I am, I also have recognized whose I am. And I've learned how to live with the circumstances of my exile, but not live in fear. And I don't live in fear because I've turned back to the Most High and the things that he has asked of me to do. So he says to us, you know, he says to us that there are some things that that he's going to do for us. And one of the things is to recognize that there has to be a turning point. He says, the Most High says, well, however, from the place that I have expelled you, from there you will seek the Lord your God or Yahweh, your Elohim, and you will find him if you search after him with all your heart and being. In your distress, when all these things have come upon you in the last days, you will return to Yahweh, your Elohim, or the Lord your God, and listen to what he says. And Yahweh, or the Lord your God, is merciful. He will not fail you, destroy you, or forget the covenant with your ancestors, which he swore to them. And the thing that he swore to our ancestors and our fathers from this exile, he, Sean, he, he told us that 
from there, I am going to redeem you. I'm going to bring you back from all the places I've scattered you, and I'm going to bring you back to the land. But there has to be this turning. There has to be this sense of return. This has to be the sense of repentance and turning back to him. You know? But getting back to our opening, if we don't know we're in exile and we don't know that we're supposed to do certain things, then we're going to continue in the struggle and we're going to continue marching in the streets asking for social justice and I don't want to be the procrastinator of bad news but as long as we're in this exile there's never going to be any social justice and this thing that's called racism is going to be a predominant ugly issue worldwide that's going to be directed to the Hebrew the Hebrew people that are dispersed amongst the nations. Yeah. I mean there's there's only one answer. And the answer is to reconcile with the most high Yahweh and turn back to him his way of life and seek forgiveness so that he can continue, so that he can protect us see i feel protected i really do i've 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 been in this world i've been in this world a good many years and for the first time in my life i feel i feel protected you know, there's another portion of scripture. He says, I will hide you until my indignation has passed. Now, he tells us, if you will return to me, I will I will keep the diseases of the nations away from you. And um, one of the things that I, I, I'm of, I'm of age that this pandemic should be scaring the bejesus out of me, but it doesn't. I'm in that age group that should be clamoring to get this vaccination, but I'm not clamoring for it. I'm going to get it when it, when I'm able to do so, but not out of fear of COVID. Mm -hmm. And COVID hasn't, come near me and that's because I have I'm under the covering and I'm walking in the ways that the most high has directed me in this exile so that I'm protected from it in the words of Tyler Perry I'm not scared (laughs) no I'm not scared I'm not scared I'm not scared 
but I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if I if I've I don't know if I have helped anybody to understand who you are and what Hebrews in exile is all about. But it encapsulates a suffering. It encapsulates a sense of distress. It encapsulates a sense of despair that is only relative to one nation of people. Yes, there are some of these things that happen to other people, but there is one group of people that it happens to more than any other group of people. Now, and the evidence is there. Yeah, and, and know something <laughs> that all Hebrews, the, the the family of the 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 Hebrew Israel is not all black people. Right. I think that's a good point to make. Is to say that. Yeah, I mean, there's there are um, Sephardics. There are other people that fit the criterion of the father's people by virtue of the fact that we've been exiled into the nations and being exiled into the nations we have cohabitated with the nations therefore there are other parts of the family that fit the the description that are displayed prophetically within Yosef and his robe of many colors to allow us to know that the nation of Israel is comprised of people of different colors of people. But one of the things that the Most High deals with, the Most High never, you're never going to find in Scripture a conversation about race. Yeah, you'll never find it. It's always about nations. Nations. Yep. Nations. And if you, then you have to go discover, you got to go find a world nation. Well, I wonder what color they are. Well, you go find, go look it up. Right. But that's not, that's not the criteria for him. The criteria for the most high is the fact that he has created all people in the image of, in an image that's worthy of himself. And he has given us his, his, his spirit and he's given us his pneuma, his breath to function with. And he says, all souls are his. But while all souls are his, he has a nation of people that are specific to him. Right. And that's Israel. Right. Right. Yeah, there is a lineage of people that you can follow through the fiber of scripture. And here Every, we, yeah, everybody that acquiesces to the most high is a part of the nation. And here we are, here we are in exile. Fighting for existence, fighting for life, wondering how come only people of color are being shot in the streets, wondering how come and fearful that our husbands and our sons and our daughters are not going to make it home because some person that's not us has taken it upon themselves to be a judge and jury and an executor. And we wonder why all of these things are happening. We wonder how come we get passed over when we're a better worker than they are, but we get passed over for jobs and for what have you. It's because of Deuteronomy chapter 15, chapter 28, verse 15 through 68. These are the rules that are governing the outcomes of our life. And until we reconcile with the Most High, it's going to be, yeah, 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 I know. You know 
There are those who have climbed the pinnacle of success and have gotten ahead. But even in that, right? Ask me how come? How can you be? How can you be a a professor and you get stopped on your own front porch being asked if that's your house? Mm-hmm. I mean, but you're a professor. How do you drive down the street and be a black female attorney general and you get stopped by a policeman and they profiling you, asking you for your driver's license and you haven't done anything? But you've arrived. But the same rules that are here in this particular piece of work right. here in Deuteronomy still apply to you. Still apply. That still apply. How how do we in a nation arrive at a place where we become prominent and rich and we we have we have our own exchange but yet there's a historical accounting where we have been murdered and slaughtered for our riches in this exile that we've been in. Mm-hmm. But it's all right here in Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 15 to 68 that's right irrefutable irrefutable evidence well let me let me close with these words let me let me close i i I'm, i say to you that my forefathers that came to this country in exile out of the continent of our homeland did not know anything about anybody called God. We did not know anybody named Jesus Christ. We didn't. Our ancestors didn't. Our ancestors in the in the Desperation of their being extricated out of the land, stripped away from their family members, and sandwiched together like loaves of bread in the bottom of ships and brought across the continent, across the Atlantic, and many of them dying and being thrown overboard to sharks did not pray to Jesus Christ, nor did they call on anybody called God. They sang a song that said, Kumbaya, ya, ya. They called, they knew who the name of their Elohim, their God was, and they knew that his name was Yah. And it's written in the scriptures. I, I ride on the clouds and I'm known by my name, Yah. It's written in the scriptures. We knew who our God was. It wasn't until we got into this exile where he said right here in Dabarim, you will worship gods that you have not known. Come on, it's right there, right, right in your face. I don't care if you read it from the King James Bible. Right. I don't care if you read it from the NIV Bible. I don't care if you read it from whoever has contrived a Bible in their name. When you go to the foundation of Scripture and you read it, it's going to say the same thing. Exactly. 
And you're going to come back with the same question. Is who is that talking about? You got another choice. Well, Hebrews in exile. I don't know if I made my point. I don't know if I've made my point. But if we don't wake up and recognize who we are and whose we are, then we're never going to arrive at the right place. I had a grandfather that was an awesome man. He was a mathematician. He could sit in his chair, never get out of it, and he could work any mathematical problem that was presented to him. And many college students used to come to him. We had a blackboard, a four by eight blackboard that was attached to the stairway going upstairs to the second story and the hallway there and then the living room. And there's, we'd sit, he'd sit in his rocking chair there and students would come to the house and with their math problems. And he would always ask them this question when they came with a math problem. He says, okay, put the problem on the board. And then he'd ask them this one simple question. What's the rule? And he would ask them a second or he would make a statement. If you work a problem according to the rule, you'll get the right answer. And I want to close this podcast tonight by saying to you that if you work a problem according to the rule, the rule is written in the scriptures and they're written to one people. If we want to solve the issues of social justice, if we want to solve the issues of eliminating fear in our lives, and if we want to come out of the sense of depression and despair, then I submit to you that the answer is turning back to the God who brought us out of Mitzrayim and caused us to be in this exile because we chose to serve other gods. We're not working the problem according to the rule. Well, until the next podcast, this is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. Shalom. Shalom.